Welcome to the Voices of the Goddess podcast. We believe that there is a goddess inside each and every one of us. When we use our voice to share that goddess, we support and uplift each other. Join us each week as we interview women to receive the message of their goddess within. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Voices of the Goddess podcast, where we empower, inspire, and uplift women to be the goddesses they were meant to be. I'm Julieta, your co-host, also known as the Magical PT. I have my own private practice here in sunny South Florida. I am a physical therapist by education and licensure, and um, but I'm definitely... <laughs> As you can see, they call me the magical PT. So I'm a little bit woo-woo, a little bit out there. And if you're looking for something different, I would say too, like if you've tried everything to get rid of your pain and nothing has worked, then it's time to come see me because I do completely different things. And I'm a Midwest transplant originally from Wisconsin, but I've lived in Florida since 1994. It seems like forever ago. And in addition to PTing, I'm a cat mom. I um, I'm an artist. I make malas, crystal pendants, and um, and some paintings. Uh, Shopify website to come soon because it's time for it. <laughs> had a conversation with a friend. She's like, enough already. You're professional. Just get it going. Do it now. Like, okay, True. okay. True. I'm on it. I'm on it. Anyway, who are you? Speaking of my malas, I'm very, very hard on my jewelry per se. I know this is not jewelry, but I may need a new one soon. I'm starting to unravel. Oh no! I but I I swear, like I told you, I'm like I'm very hard. There's a reason this. And you wear it all the time, so and I wear it every single day. I do not wear a lot of jewelry on purpose because I'm extremely hard. Like I wear my wedding wedding ring. I wear earrings usually. I don't even have those on today, and now I wear this and my watch usually. That's it. That's it because I'm so hard on stuff. Anyways, well, anyway, you can also before it breaks and you lose beads. Bring Give it, it back to me and I'll restring it. Thank you. So my name is Allison Mancini. I'm excited to be here. Um, also co-host of Voices of the Goddess. I am married to my husband for almost 29 years. We are also Midwest transplants. We are both from Michigan and we have been living here since 1993. I think Juliet and I moved down within months of each other. Um, and uh, I have two adult children, 25-year-old and a 22-year-old. And I am also uh, the operations director and human resources director for the Gold Digger Girl. We are a company that helps women level up in their businesses, help them have all the um, systems and strategies in place to get them where they want to go in their business. And I'm also a functional nutritionist. So I love with my job, I, get, I kind of get to cover it all. I get to do the, the nutrition side of it with the staff and our students, and I get to do the admin side of supporting them as well. So um, also a dog mom. I do have two dogs and thank God they're asleep right now versus our interview this morning. They were all over the place. Um, and I think that pretty much covers it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
Tell us about our sponsor. I would love to tell you everyone about our sponsor. So we have a sponsor for the month of June. It is Rebecca Schaefer. She is the owner of High Vibrations Energy Healing. They offer Reiki meditation and Kundalini yoga to heal emotional and physical pain and bring one into alignment with their true self. Reiki and Kundalini yoga are a powerful combination that can be used to heal subconscious patterns strengthen the nervous system, activate the neutral mind, and bring one to higher levels of consciousness. You can visit highvibrationsnow.com to learn more, book a Reiki session, participate in a cosmic kundalini plus Reiki healing circle, or register for any of her upcoming yoga classes. So thank you to Rebecca for being our sponsor for the month of June. And I know you have had amazing experience with Rebecca. I have experience using Reiki, but not with Rebecca. So you have experience. Well, you need to check Rebecca out. I this do. girl is extremely gifted and talented. And she does um, it virtually. Yes. So to any of our listeners, even, you know, Rebecca is down here in Florida, but if you're not, she does do distance work as well. So she's amazing. Check her out for sure. I, I can't say enough good things about her. And as someone who I do have my Reiki 2 and I, but I do my own energy work and, um, but I've been doing it for as long as I can remember. Rebecca is truly gifted and I can't say enough good things about her. So if it's something that you're considering or looking for, absolutely reach out to her. She's amazing. So I was telling Allison earlier, I'm reading this book that I'm loving and it's, um, it's called Braiding Sweetgrass. The author, she's both a Native American and a botanist. And so the book is all about looking at, um, primarily looking at plants, um, both from a Native American perspective and from a scientific perspective, which is super interesting for me anyway. But um, the chapter that I just finished reading was about honorable harvest. And so, and I get this from my dad and my brother as well. They're both outdoorsmen and hunters. And so we always think of harvesting as harvesting crops, but also people say harvest when they're, they're hunting, they harvest an animal. And um, like, I personally could never kill an animal, but watching, um, my dad and my brother and seeing they do it in an honorable way. You know, it's not, they're not trophy hunting. The food that they use is used to feed themselves and their family. And, um, you know, it's, they don't take a shot just to take a shot. They take a shot when they've got a good kill shot and they know the animal's not going to suffer and all of those things. But that's not really what I want to talk about. It's about this concept of honorable harvesting and how do we, do that in our modern busy world living in cities and um you know she talked about the experience well she went grocery shopping and grocery shopping you know by choosing organic products and choosing what has the least negative footprint on mother earth um you know, she found that rather easy to do in the grocery store, you know, selecting things that would leave the least amount of harm. Um, but then she had to go to like Office Depot or something like that to buy, 
paper and pens. And she got to the paper first and she's like, there's a million kinds of paper and da 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 da, da. But, you know, I found the recycled paper and you know, she goes in a little bit about, you know, the thought processes, you know, and, oh, she was buying legal pads and do I buy the yellow legal pad or do I buy the white legal pad and blah, 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 blah. Conversations around that. But, you know, buying the recycled product, she felt like that was a way to, um, to hold herself in integrity there and purchasing. Mm -hmm. But she gets to the pen aisle and there's like 50 kajillion pens. And she sat there, she's like, I, I couldn't find the way to make the honorable purchase um, looking for pens. And I'm, and then I'm thinking to myself, there's probably somebody out there that mm -hmm. makes an honorable pen that would be least refillable or something right because well, like and that's and she yeah. didn't talk about that but that's like something i do you know me i'm addicted to purple and so my pens are purple mm -hmm. and yes i have quite a few of these pens but rather than tossing them when they're empty i do buy the refills so that i'm not constantly buying mm -hmm. a whole new pen i'm so that yeah that's definitely one way to make it a little bit more honorable right but um but I really like I, I just want people to be a little bit more conscious when they're buying out there and deciding and buying what we need versus buying everything that we want. Like how much waste do we just things that we buy that we don't really need and they hold our attention for five minutes and then and then they're garbage and all the tchotchkes. I hate tchotchkes. I know. Well, you know, we were talking about, and it is just a couple things I did over the last few years. Um, and I'm not, I will just share one because I think it's so incredible how just 40 years ago we went from one extreme to the other. So I was talking about the plastic sandwich bags and I was like, Oh my gosh, like all the years I made my kids school lunches and all the plastic. I mean, I used to work in a school for six years and I was the lunchroom helper as a teacher's assistant. And I saw all this getting thrown away and I think back about it and I'm like, Oh, it makes me just nauseous thinking about it. So I was like, okay, there's gotta be a bit a more honorable way to do this. We don't need to be buying all these plastics. So once my kids were like, often in college, I'm like, okay, they're gone now. Like, I'm going to go figure this out because I won't hear, I don't want to hear any flack from them about it. So sure enough, I go to the grocery store and I'm looking in the grocery store where all the like plastic sandwich bags and lo and behold, there at the top shelf are the old paper sandwich bags that we grew up as kids using. I'm like, they still sell them. They still have been selling them all this time. And we just are so programmed, we reach for the plastic because we've been sold on the convenience and the Ziploc and blah, 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 blah all that stuff. So I stopped and it, it was funny because when I first actually did it, my husband was like, hey, where, how come there's no sandwich bags? I'm like, oh, they're there in the drawer. He's like, no, they're not. I'm like, yeah, they are. Go look again. And he's like, and he pulls bags like this. I go, yes. <laughs> and now like my daughter's moved back home and she's working and she makes her lunch to go to work. And she used to like complain about it. And now she's like, whatever, like she just throw it. It's like, it's, we just have programmed ourselves into these conveniences. Right. And there's so the options are not that inconvenient. So no, no, they're super, super bigs. I bet are a hell of a lot cheaper than the. And honestly, it's interesting how I have just found, I don't even use as many of the paper sandwich bags anymore as I used to 
just because like I'm figuring out other like in like in the fridge, I used to seal up like food in a in a plastic bag and throw it into the fridge. Now I use a glass Tupperware. So I'm just re I'm going through, you know, like if I have like cut up tomatoes or cut up fruit, put it in a glass Tupperware. Whereas I used to put it in a freaking baggie. Like just yeah. Just so much better. It is so our listeners, hey, if you're listening to this and you have a great tip for honoring Mother Earth in your daily practices, little tips that you've learned to how to switch up your life so it's not so harmful to our environment. I would love to hear that. Yeah, I would too. It's time to bring our guest on. We can talk too much. (laughs) We do talk too much. Hey, Heidi, how are you? Hello. How are you? Thank you. So glad to have you here. I love it. Happy to be here. Share with our audience a little bit about you and what you do. I am a mom. Well, first I'm a wife. I've been a wife for 30 years. I love that. I'm a mom to three kids that are incredible and they're 29, 27, and 21. And so I was relating with you at the ages of the kids. I'm a gaga. So I'm a grandma to five little ones ranging from three months to five years old. So that's been a highlight of my life, right? It's so great. Um, and really, I'm a former radio talk show host and now podcaster and motivational nice. speaker. Yeah. Nice. First of all, I just have to say, because our audience, if they're listening to this on podcast, they can't see you, but you look like you're about 40. So the fact <laughs> that you just told me that you have five grandchildren, I'm like, what? <laughs> look amazing. Look amazing. <laughs> Thank you. So I need to know your secret, whatever it is that you're doing, so I can continue to look young. Right. You guys look great. You guys look great. <laughs> Love it. So we're going to dive right into our questions. So our first question we have for you um, to share with our audience is, uh, what is your one book that you would recommend all goddesses should read and why and how has that supported you in what you do? That is such a good question because I think we can learn so much from that. Um, Once I got away from my Nicholas Sparks addiction and I had to read every single one of his books because I love them and Anytime he has a new one, that doesn't really change my life other than it enhances it a lot. But um, I would say the best, most helpful book for me was a book called Happy for No Reason by Marcy Shimoff. And I picked it up about 12 years ago and it literally changed my life. I ended up getting a training from her on happy habits and how to teach others these habits of happiness. And that's what I've been doing the past 10 years. So it definitely was life changing to get that book and just learn all the things from it about habits we can do to enhance our happiness, no matter where we're at in our life. And that happiness isn't a place we arrive at Mm -hmm. because I was always, I'll I'll be happy when, you know, I'll be happy when I can get married. I'll be happy when I can have kids. I'll be happy when I have my career. And then you'd get those things. You're like, I'll be happy when my kids grow up or I'll be happy when I change my job, whatever it is. And so if you're always looking for it somewhere, you're never going to find it. But happiness is just a way to be. And I love I love that. And I love teaching that. So that book was definitely most powerful in my life. Happy for no reason. I love that. And I think I definitely need to get that book and read it and then recommend it to everybody. I all the time I'm trying to explain to people happiness is a choice and it's not, it should not be dependent on anything outside of you. Happiness comes from within you, but also with that, that doesn't mean like you're happy 24 seven. I mean, life happens out there and you get to 
experience those things as well. Like you don't want to ignore that or stuff it down because then it just comes back to haunt you in other ways. But feel your feels, acknowledge them, and then still choose to be happy. Exactly. That's exactly what I teach. I love that you said that because it is, it doesn't mean that you're giddy jumping around every day. That's not happiness. This is just that, that pure peace and joy can maybe be a better word for it. That's just in you all the time. And sometimes you can feel it a little bit more than other times, but it's always there. And there are ways to tap into it when you're feeling like it's not as evident in your life. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Our next question for you is, what is your top self-care practice and how does it support you? Oh my goodness. I am so basic. I'm so basic. I literally, I think it's just literally taking a shower every day. It's so, so simple, but I, my day is not any good if I don't get a shower. I get a shower first thing in the morning. It's my 10 minutes to just be left alone, to just meditate and to just really connect. I really feel like it's a time for like prayer and thought. And I have the most things come to me in the shower when I'm just like zoning out and not thinking to death. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I just look forward to it. I, it's just something I have to do every day. Wash my hair, wash my face, take a shower. And it's just my little self-care time to just have that few minutes to regroup and be inspired by anything yeah. I need to do. When, when my kids were little, my shower was my escape. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be like, when I'd had enough, I'd look at my husband, I'm like, I'm going to take a shower. And he's like, what? It would be like two o'clock in the afternoon. He's like, what? I'm like, just, I just need 10 minutes. And I would go, because it was one place. Of course, you know, my daughter, Julietta knows my daughter. She'd still come bursting in. But, but something I was reading lately, and I, gosh, I wish I could remember where it was, but they were talking about like when you're in the shower like that, it's a time when your brain, um, some part of your brain like starts to activate. And that's where you come. That's why a lot of people come up with ideas in the shower because you're not focused on really anything. It's almost kind of a meditative state. And gosh, I got to find it now. because It's going to drive me nuts. But I started like coming up with some of the coolest ideas in the shower that I literally have my phone sitting like right outside my shower with my notes section open. So when things come up, I can just like grab it. And I like talk into it and put notes and put it back. Cause it's true. It's just, your mind is just like free to kind of go and yeah. yeah brain, brain dump, I guess. Like I love it. Brain dumping exercise. I'm glad you can relate to that. It yeah. sounded so random to say that, but I'm no. like, that's really my happy place. I love it. So <laughs> I actually have a really good friend that um, our kids grew up together and her um, probably, her, she would say her top self-care was actually uh, taking a bath, which oh. is kind of the same idea, right? It's kind of got the same feel to it, but she literally took a bath after work every day. That was her transition from corporate world to family time. Like that was kind of a known thing. Mom got home. She said hi. She went in and took her bath. And then she was out and she was like, okay, mom now, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I get that. That's great. I love it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> awesome. Well, our next question for you, Heidi, is because we all have days that are just difficult to show up and, um, but we have to anyway. And um, so how do you rise up in one of those days and get through and get the things done that you need to do? Mm. That's a good question because we do, we have days when we want to just stay in bed. We don't want to deal with life. Things are really hard or even 
we go through trauma and, and different things that are just really hard. I, I have techniques that I teach and that I tell people about certainly, but, and without going into all of those, I would say probably the top thing I do is to think about other people that really motivates me the most in my day. And so I try to stay, you know, after my shower um, and get inspiration of who I need to reach out to, if I need to write a thank you card to someone, or if I need to drop by a neighbor's house or text someone or check on someone, anything I need to do. I just try to stay really in tune to thinking of other people. And I know on those really hard days when things aren't going right or we feel overwhelmed, that it really helps me to step out of myself and my selfishness and consumed with myself to think about how somebody else might be feeling and what they might be going through. And it's been a great lesson to me to just think of other people. It's been something that has been kind of natural for me for most of my adult life, which I'm grateful for because it really is therapeutic for me and really helps me be able to get through days. There would be like a day when I'm well, this happened a year ago that I was just consumed and busy and going here and going there and getting overwhelmed. You know how you get just like there's not enough hours in the day and I'm just so burned out and everybody needs this and that from me. And then I heard about my neighbor's little two-year-old that didn't wake up that morning and had passed away during the night for no reason. And man, stuff like that just stops you, you know, and I'm just like, I need to go care for her now. I need to go support her and be there for her. And it just really helps you just kind of regroup of like, what's really important in life and what can I do for other people? And that's just been life-changing for me to just, when I feel overwhelmed, there's always somebody that's going through something worse than me or that needs support, support and help. And I just try to find ways that I can go be that for people. And that helps me get through my day. And usually at the end of the day, I've kind of forgotten about myself and what I was stressed or worried or overwhelmed with. And I've literally had more hours in the day. It's crazy too. You know, when you feel <laughs> overwhelmed and you stop and you go help someone, I feel like I'm given an extra hour to do things I still need to do. And I just, I'm so grateful for that. That's how beautiful. I rise up. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Um, our next question is, and yes, everything that happens in our life shapes who we, who we are, who we become, but there's always those special things that really stand out in, in playing a bigger role in shaping who we are. So what is a life experience that has played a great role in shaping who you are today? Yeah, I'm glad you said that, that there are several throughout our lives. And we have those big ones that we all, you know, go to with marriage and kids and, and the life stages of our kids and growing up. And there's always the things. But I think for me, the, the biggest, most pivotal time was when I was 16, because I, I'd been bullied up until that point to the point where I really felt like the world would be better off without me. I had these negative thoughts about myself and all I could hear was the mean things that the bullies had been saying to me. And I really felt like ending my life was probably going to be the best thing for people to not have to look at me anymore or deal with me anymore, which I think back now and it's, it's amazing to even think that I was in that mindset. And then when I was 16, we got a knock at the door of two policemen telling us that our dad had just taken his life. And his suicide note said, you know, everybody will be better off without me in it. 
And I think of that daily that's been 33 years now. And I always think, I wish he could have known. I wish he would have realized, you know, the future and that things change and that it's not that way. And, and so at that moment, I kind of changed my thinking right then too. I was just like, I don't want another death on my hands. First of all, who can I look at? Who can I help? Who can I support? And I remember going back to school after, you know, get it. It was during Thanksgiving break that my dad died. And so I went back to school on Monday and I was walking down the halls of my high school and I'm like, I could just see people all of a sudden. I'm like, all these people have been here all along. I wasn't so consumed with myself and my life and that I'm not worth anything. And all of a sudden I was like, who else needs support? You know, who else is feeling the way I was or my dad? And I could just look at people in the eyes and just like, I see you. I see you. I know you're hurting. I care about you. I'm here for you. And it just changed my whole life at that point of like, we got to watch out for each other and we don't know what other people are going through. We don't know their struggles. We don't know what's inside of them and inside the thoughts that are reeling in their mind and things that they're believing that aren't true. And so we need to uplift and support each other. And so I've spent, you know, all these years now just making sure that I can relate with people and just let them know I'm a safe place and that um, I support them and I care and so I would say definitely my dad taking his life was a pivotal moment in my life at 16 years old to just stop thinking about myself and start thinking about others. And I guess that that would be, <laughs> I know it's kind of a cliche, but you know, death is kind of that thing that usually can turn your life one way or another. And for me, I decided to take it as a stepping stone into creating a better life and being able to support people better. I love that. I mean, thank you being so, so vulnerable and sharing all of that with us. Um, but I've seen that in myself and I've seen it in so many people, you know, as a physical therapist, I've worked a lot with families with children with special needs and, um, you know, people who've had family members suffer severe, um, brain injuries and, um, just watching how people can take tragedy and either use it as something to grow from and, and expand and make their life better, or people can use it as an excuse to have a horrible life and just be miserable all the time. I'm, you know, I think it would be very easy for someone to say, yes, it's okay for me to be miserable my whole life because my dad killed himself when he, when I was 16, like, it, yeah, people are going to feel for you and, and you might get away with it, but what kind of life does that create? And um, so, yeah, I'm really to. glad you brought that up because that's exactly why I started my podcast or my radio show back in the day. It was taking life's lemons and making lemonade because I feel like we do have experiences in our life and they make us or kind of break us, you know, like we can have a traumatic experience, but it's how we react to it. That makes the difference. Like, are we going to use that as our excuse? Like, Oh, I was in this car accident. I guess I can't live my life anymore, you know, and just be this person that just is sad and in bed and in pain, or I was in this car accident and I'm going to use this as a, way to get to the next place in my life and I'm going to work and I'm going to strive and I'm going to try and I'm going to learn and I'm going to strengthen myself and and make this better and talk to other like-minded people and 
there's a lot of power in saying me too and be able to get in communities or areas where people have been in car accidents and they will support each other and be like, okay, I've learned to walk again. And, oh, I've learned to do this again or whatever it is that we can just help each other. And so I really think that's important to share our experiences, share our hard times because we can relate and support each other. Absolutely. You know, when people are in their stuff, they think they're the only one. And once you start talking about it, you realize that everybody has their version of it. And yeah, if we can, if we can be in service to each other, that's, that's going to change everything. Absolutely. Yeah. I also have to say, I just made the connection with the lemons in your background. (laughs) (laughs) The lemonade stand. (laughs) Love it. Love it. So if there was one message that you would want our audience to take away from the show today, what would that be? I really think the big thing is just like what we're talking about, that you're not alone. And really, to me, it's hold on, hold on for one more day. That kind of became my theme song back when I was 16. That was actually a song then is a hold on. And it literally, I listened to it all day every day and had it on repeat. And it was my theme song for my radio talk show because that's what it's all, you know, you just like things change to cause your trauma or your, or your problem or your hardship, things will change to not too. So hold on, you know, it's, it's coming and going your life, just ups and downs, and you might be in a down right now, but the up is coming. So just hold on. And that you're not alone. There is power in me to reach out to someone. You might be surprised that they have experienced that as well. And I think we need to support each other and encourage each other and not give up. Just hold on. Better days are coming. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us today, Heidi. It has been such a pleasure having you here. And I also want to send a thank you out to Rebecca, High Vibrations Energy Healing, our sponsor. And thank you also to our audience for listening, because without you, there'd be no reason for us to be here. So if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please like, follow, comment, share, get the word out that we're here. And um, if you want to get in touch with Heidi, Allison, or myself, check out the show notes, all of our contact information, social media websites, etc are available in the show notes so you can find us easily. And with that, I want to wish everybody a magical day. Yeah.